Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5, the heart of the city here in Birmingham. Welcome also to our Luton listeners tuned in at 105.1. Hope you're having lovely fine weather down there. We're experiencing a beautiful summer this year, mashallah. It's lovely having that lovely weather, lovely time for children, lovely time for babies to blossom and grow as we move into today's show, which is a really inspirational show we're having today. A hot topic that we need to all need to talk about and discuss. And I know something a lot of our listeners are very eager to support. Um, and it's about breastfeeding. So today on Parenting Hour, we're going to spend this whole hour dedicated to breastfeeding week, which is this week, but not just focusing on breastfeeding, talking about infant feeding in, in as per se. So the different kinds of feeding and how to support moms and how to help babies to nourish and grow um, as they do. Mashallah. So my name is Kathleen Roach Nagy and I'm with you for the next hour in the studio. And <coughs> this show is going out with you. It's been pre-recorded, but if you do have a question, you can ring the studio manager on 0121 772 or email studio at unityfm.net. We hope very soon in the future to do a live show on this topic where you can ring in live and take part in the chat because there's been a lot of talk this week about breastfeeding and being breastfeeding week and the importance of that and how to get the message out. And we know a lot of people on social media have been really having those conversations and want to know more and want to know where they can get the support and who's there for them. And we have three lovely guests here in the studio today who are going to describe all of this and talk about this to you. So I will welcome them individually first and then they can introduce themselves. So we have Sharon. Welcome to the studio. Hi, hi. Kathy. Welcome. Thank you for coming in. We have Sandra. Thank you for coming in. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for inviting us. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we have Caroline. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming here and giving up your time. Very busy, busy professionals. And we will talk more about what you do actually in your roles. But first, maybe can we start with why we're doing this today? Because we are doing this today because it's breastfeeding week is that right yeah it, it's world breastfeeding week um obviously it's got a global agenda but we felt it was really important to be here because of all the hard work that we've done across our city of birmingham in um doing training for health professionals for health visiting um and also my colleague does training for peer support workers which you'll explain a bit later on so we thought it was important just to pass that message along how important um breastfeeding is but really um how important it is to support mums regardless of how they're going to feed. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, why is there a need for a week like this to do it? Because breastfeeding, you know, we, we've been getting out the message there for years. Or have we not been doing getting out the messages there? Uh, have people Are still people confused about breastfeeding and, the, and uh, how it is good for babies, do you think? I think there's a lot of awareness around the benefits of breastfeeding, but not necessarily all the tips of how to do it successfully and how to get things off to a good start so really it's to celebrate all the mums that have tried breastfeeding and make sure that we improve the journey really for anybody in the future brilliant that's that's really good and are you having an active role this week then in um you must be very busy as well as doing radio shows you must be going to lots of events and promoting this so you must be really busy apart from your other work yeah that's right yeah, yeah. it's been a really busy week but breastfeeding isn't just about this week it's every single day isn't it babies it are being fed 24 hours a day all over the world so it's an important message every single day I think the thing about promoting it in one single week is just to 
raise the agenda mm-hmm. and to get people talking, Absolutely. which is what's happening, isn't it? Mm. Mm. We're having lots of conversations mm. talking, actually. There's been lots of talks on Twitter and on Facebook around that, which we'll come to in a bit about those conversations. But we'll talk, if we can just talk to parents or just or break it down a little bit for parents of why breast is best. Yeah, so World Breastfeeding Week, um, for me, is more of a celebration really of breastfeeding and um the support that we we give in the city so my role is to um train local mums in the area um to become volunteer peer supporters and as you know Kathy there's already some in the area and they're active and they're doing a great role and you've already told me about the wonderful work that they've done um so it is for me a celebration of the work that their ladies have already done and what they're going to be doing in the future so ideally we'd like more peer support across Birmingham um, so that more mums can get that support with breastfeeding so World Breastfeeding Week is a real opportunity to get that message out there and tell mums how they can support where they can get the support how they can get their training etc so that's Mm -hmm. what World Breastfeeding Week is for me Mm -hmm. Great so you see lots of noddings going on so it's a world it's world week so it's not just UK focused or <clears throat> or Birmingham focused we're trying to get the world every every city every country in the world more aware of of uh, breastfeeding yeah. yeah 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 and in some countries I suppose historically it's been more natural than in other countries for doing something like yeah. this well there's maybe yeah. no alternatives Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind yeah. of a natural process that it, that uh, happens, as as you said, it's natural anyway. Yeah. And if if there's no alternatives, then people do they uh, breastfeed their babies, and they probably have extended families that can give that support there. Mm-hmm. So with life changing and busy lifestyles of people now, we don't always have that support. So this is where you come on in and you train up people yeah, like our sparklers or breastfeeding bodies yeah. to that's help others. Exactly what you said, Kathy. Yeah. So. You know, if you were living in a, a village or rural area, mm. maybe in another country, then, you know, they would have aunties, sisters, cousins, friends, all would be there. You'd see mums breastfeeding all the time mm-hmm. and it would be, you know, quite a natural thing that you do it because you see it and you've got the support there. Unfortunately, not so much mm-hmm. in, well, in this country and, mm-hmm. you know, certainly in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. That's why these mums need that support. And often it's just to say to that mum, do you know what? You're doing great. You're doing mm-hmm. fine. So it's not always that there's a huge problem and they have to get over this huge problem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can mm-hmm. be, but often it's just to say to that mum, um, you're doing great. That's absolutely perfect. That's absolutely normal. That's how a breastfed, uh, breastfed baby would feed. Um, and it's just reassuring that mum and also it's for her to know that she can go somewhere where she can breastfeed her baby um, and she's not going to be judged and mm. she's not going to get comments like the baby's constantly on the breast or your baby's 18 months and you're still breastfeeding, mm-hmm. why don't you give a bottle? You know, she can go to the groups, the support groups and just sit there and feel very comfortable with people, like-minded people and feed her baby. Great, yeah, that's wonderful what is happening. And I know some of the feedback we've had from parents that have had that support, those sparklers that are breastfeeding support, is because they link it to the faith elements and they're able to give them at their low web just a reminder of what our faith tells them about breastfeeding and the rewards they're getting and how to, to continue.
continue doing it. And they said, this really is just, we know it already, mm-hmm. but at that low point, we just need to hear that again yeah. to really get us going again, to yeah. think, yes, yes, yeah. it's fine, I'm yeah. doing okay and I, and I will continue. And often yeah. it's just to hear that, you know, mum say, do you know what, I had that problem mm. or I come across that issue when I was breastfeeding my children and I found this helped or I found that helped, you know. So it's sharing them experiences mm. and knowing, gosh, I'm not on my own, mm-hmm. you know, other other women have gone through this and they've got the support and they've mm-hmm. got the help and they've mm-hmm. come through it, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think motherhood's such a massive journey you go on. It, yeah. You know, it, it's what you expect is never what the reality is mm-hmm. and you need that support from professionals but also from your peers because it means so much to hear somebody else's experience and similar and to take that support that's offered there it takes you down a path that you can see light at the end of a tunnel if mm-hmm. you're struggling a little bit um, but in reality something that's very natural is still a learnt skill it's not something that everybody just knows instinctly, instinctively how to do mm-hmm. so we do um, provide that step-by-step bits of information that allows that mum to get it off to a good start in a way that it's comfortable, Mm -hmm. she can enjoy it, baby enjoys the time, it's not rushed, it's not timed, mum and baby just learn together at their own pace and gets the support on how the baby's thriving from that really. Brilliant, so it's very individual, then you were saying that maybe mum may not know what to do, baby may not know what they're doing as well in the very beginning or baby might have had a a difficult time coming into the world and still a bit dazed over all of this. They need time to adapt, don't they? to get to know each other mm. it's really mm. important protected time mm. really we should give to families yeah. in those early days um, but recognising that we all have a part to play in society to support mums yeah. you know, there's a saying isn't there that um, the village, village raises a child yes it's true yeah, yeah it's and true. I think we've forgotten that over time yeah. and people feel very lonely sometimes yeah. in those early days so we need to yeah. look at the support that can be offered mm. across the board mm. really, not just health professionals but looking at different ways of offering that support and what works for the local communities Mm -hmm. Um, and that's our role really to explore that more as time Mm -hmm. develops we're in a period of change Mm -hmm. at the moment with Birmingham Forward Steps launching and so it's an opportunity as well to look at what more can be done I think that's was really lovely when I came and trained the the mums locally Mm. um, because like Caroline said you know the support we give um, it isn't one size fits all Mm -hmm. so different areas would ha- would have different support in as much as maybe a group doesn't so- support um, a support group doesn't suit some areas mm-hmm. um, so when I came and done the training in this area and the local mums that was really brilliant because they knew the local mums, mm-hmm. they knew the local area, they knew what would work and what wouldn't work um, so yeah so not only am I going out and training or we're going out and training um, but we're learning as well, we're learning yeah. you know like Caroline mm-hmm. said you know it's true. Different cultures, what works what, and what, what works. doesn't work. We're not mm. going to come in and, and tell you guys what's going to work in yeah. your culture. We're going to listen to what you're saying. Well, we're going to explore uh, actually setting up a service now after the holidays, after summer holidays, because we have very success stories by giving the individual support and we do it over WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, we're available, our sparklers are available in the evening, nighttime, when people are are maybe not outside office hours. Yeah. And it's often those phone call, as you say, and it, because it's over WhatsApp, it's free phone call as well which is really good (coughs) and or maybe sometimes messages even as well so Mm -hmm. sending some messages that they can read especially if there's eyes of Quran that can happen but we want to explore uh, having the support group of people where they can meet other people that are in similar stages because we know from delivering our 
pregnancy and beyond pregnancy courses that uh, people like coming together and then like moving on together and making friendships and getting to know each other and kind of discussing milestones and discussing Mm. maybe those nappies that seedy (coughs) nappy Mm. is that right or is that wrong Mm. maybe don't want to ask a professional over because I feel a bit silly asking about that but discussing with each other is your baby having that kind of nappy as well and the the, the seed is is normal to have it a seedy nappy when you're breastfeeding things little things like this Mm. so we're wanting to put on those support groups where parents can drop in and and see how that goes. And if it's something that parents like, then see how we can continue that. Mm-hmm. And having our breastfeeding support bodies kind of uh, champion those roles. Yeah, yeah. So that's something new listeners, if you're tuned in and you want to find out more information about that, do contact Approachable Parenting and we're going to uh, be doing starting that from September <coughs> inshallah where we'll have a, a day a week for, for you and your, your baby to come in, your toddler to come in and mm-hmm. chat to each other uh, indeed and have a nice time and, and maybe have uh, some conversations and um, little things and we could from that then if you needed more education about different things or more <coughs> knowledge about different things or meet some other people we can bring in those guest speakers in and have them talking to you about whatever it is you you want so this is great that it's lovely to see how you adopt your training to meet community needs because there's other communities that probably (coughs) have different needs than what our communities um, I think that's the unique thing about the city about Birmingham itself Mm -hmm. it's just so diverse and, Mm -hmm. and as Sandra said one size doesn't fit all mm-hmm. and you can't do the same thing across the whole patch. It's got to be really individualised in all the districts that we cover and really individualised for each family that whose door you walk into. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. And we are moving our training, even with the health professionals, to districts approach and how we train. So mm-hmm. the children's centre staff and the health professionals will be coming together on that training so that we all get to know the local communities much better and the training can be tailored then to those needs brilliant which yeah. is really good indeed yeah. lovely yeah. I know you're you're really doing a lot of work in Birmingham and especially with the new fo- uh, Birmingham Forward Steps and we're all coming together when you're experienced you've been doing this now for a long time many years so you've lots of experience here in front of me wow um, what are the main reasons do you think that put people off breastfeeding I think for some women, it's confidence. They're not sure if they can produce enough milk to feed their baby. Mm-hmm. They're worried whether their baby's going to grow and thrive. Um, we always sort of notice when people are pregnant, they're really confident in their ability to grow their baby. They worry the baby's going to grow too big and, and they're actually scared about that. But as soon as the baby's born, there's a real fear that what, what if I don't produce enough for my baby? What if my baby's not growing quickly enough and is losing weight? So a lot of it's about building um knowledge and confidence around breastfeeding so that they feel they do have the tools to breastfeed and understand how our bodies make breast milk so that it makes more sense I think there's a bit of a mystery out there of how it all happens Mm -hmm. and so they think well can I do this but in fact the very vast majority of women will be able to produce enough breast milk if they're given the right information at the right time to be able to get it off to a good start. Mm. Our bodies are wonderful, aren't they? Yeah, that's how amazing. this is produced naturally. We don't actually have to tell mm. our breast to produce milk or what kind of milk or the, am I thirsty or am I hungry? Or It just mm. happens so naturally in responding to this. It's, it's unbelievable, actually. What mm. a miracle. Yeah. Imagine mm. if we had to sit down every morning as mothers and say, I have to make a list now for how my, my body produces milk. We'd be exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that simple closeness between mum and baby 
is key to it mm. all. But close cuddles, responding to the baby's needs and picking that baby up mm. when they're showing early signs of hunger rather than mm. waiting for a baby mm. to cry. Mm. But keeping that baby close whenever they need that comfort and support. And the baby will naturally then start to lead the way. They'll show their rooting mm-hmm. reflexes. They'll show they're interested in breast milk and they'll work together um, to learn how to do that. I think um, it's important for mums to know that breastfeeding isn't just about giving your baby food or a meal and you know because we talk about breastfeeding giving your baby milk um but the actual act of breastfeeding is a lot more than that it's all about the brain development for that baby as well and like Caroline said building that loving relationship with your baby yes you can have a loving relationship with your baby whether they're breastfed or not um but the brain development um, when you're breastfeeding your baby, um, that's often missed out, isn't it? You know, when they say, oh, I can give a bottle and I can give formula, but you're going to get so much for your baby if you give, um, if you breastfeed that baby. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important, as Caroline mentioned earlier, about getting the information right. And the information's there. You've got your health professionals, you've got your midwives, you've got your health visitors, but there's so much support antenatally within children's centres, um, through forums, um, different websites on the Off to the Best Start to Leaflet, Start for Life campaign. There's lots of apps like the Baby Buddy app, which is the Best Beginnings one. There's so much information available, but very often um, families don't know about it, they don't know how to access it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will give, leave some information at the end of this session so that you have it for mm-hmm. parents that phone in. Um, but a lot of the information antenatally needs to be one-to-one. If a mum's not sure, she needs time to sit with somebody. It doesn't have to be a health professional. It can be a peer support worker in a group. It can be a volunteer, one of your sparklers locally that can just sit and spend time and just talk through some of the issues. It's not about reeling off a list of the benefits mm-hmm. of breastfeeding to a mum and this is where some mums get confused or may feel coerced into their being bullied into feeding. Our, our role or what's happening now is not about bullying mums into feeding, it's about giving information so that they can make an informed choice on what decisions they want to make with how they're going to feed. We make that decision every day whether we're buying a new car or looking at what pram to get or what mm-hmm. sleep suit to get for the baby or what brand of nappy to buy. So it's about really looking at the information that's given around breastfeeding and how it can really work for a mum and baby and the whole family that's and then looking at the, the reverse side of that mm-hmm. and working mm-hmm. with what suits best, best isn't, isn't that great that, that we were giving mothers choices here and that's really yeah. important because we know ourselves if we have a choice and make a decision ourselves we're more likely to, con- to continue with that decision because yeah. we've mm-hmm. decided yeah. we want to, to do this yeah. so it's great giving mothers choices and giving them the information I, I love the way you mentioned Best Beginnings because actually we're working in with Best Beginnings uh, we've had them on the show m- numerous of times and, and we've done Alison have done a lot of shows which as well as I visit them in London we're going to kind of pilot how our partnership working is is going to progress over the next few months and and years hopefully because they have so many videos there so what we're doing at the moment as part of our progress we've always advertised best beginning app Mm -hmm. but we are actually now our sparklers are coaching mums to download the app and not just that but going back to them and then asking them how did you find it useful did you manage to look at those 32 videos on breastfeeding for example what did you think of them you know what what comments Mm -hmm. have you got were they useful to you absolutely ideal that's brilliant because you know 
yeah, she's saying to mum, there's the app or the leaflet mm. or whatever, but she needs that support with that. You right. know, so that's wonderful, that work yeah. you're doing, it's marvellous. Yeah. And, and it's all individual again, because we all learn different, differently, don't we? Some mums are happy sitting and reading a, lif- a leaflet or re- looking at a book to read and get the information. But a lot of us actually need to see things visually, and mm-hmm. I learn better by actually seeing and doing. Yeah. And I think looking at those videos, they're so informative and reassuring it definitely will help mm. parents in, in their decision making and actually help them when they're feeding as well so it could be like two o'clock in the morning and mum's not sure about where the baby's attached mm-hmm. she can just zap onto the baby buddy app yep. have a look through at the video clips and everything's sorted for uh, wonderful it's wonderful resources and actually also your training which is a lovely training in that sometimes when for visual parents they might think oh the baby's not drinking at night because I don't feel anything moving and mm-hmm. I don't feel the, my breast filling up or emptying mm-hmm. out and oh, maybe the, there's nothing going with the baby but just to know the size of actually the baby's stomach yes and the balls and how you measure with yeah. balls really brings it to yeah. to life mm-hmm. of actually how small that little yeah, stomach yeah. is in it's the beginning. really yeah. good visual aid, isn't it, that, isn't it? you know, really helps mums realise that. So maybe you can explain it a little bit for our listeners because they mightn't have see, heard or okay. seen the balls before. Yeah, so on the training, um, uh, all the peer supporters, the trainers, were given, and um, we call them belly balls, and it's um, three small balls, um, three different sizes. Um, I can't remember this, About the measurements. Of them. So then for a newborn, the first ball is like a very small marble. Mm-hmm. If you imagine your children playing with marbles, those really small marbles, that's the baby's stomach size when they're born in those first early days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it moves on to a slightly bigger marble. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the baby's... Is it two weeks? Two to three weeks. Two to three yeah. weeks. Um, so by the time the baby's two to three weeks old, it's more the size of a ping pong ball, if mm-hmm. you can imagine that, that sort of size. But we're still talking small sizes. Mm-hmm. You know, that baby needs little and often. That's that's mm-hmm. how they're naturally developed, um, to feel little and often. And that if you feel that tummy too much, then what do we see? We see babies bringing up milk, don't we? Mm-hmm. And then we think, oh, no, they've been sick. We'll give them some more. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, the baby brought up that bit of milk because they couldn't keep it all in. That tummy was just a bit too small to hold mm-hmm. that volume. So a lot of it is re-educating our expectations of the amount a baby feeds. Mm-hmm. And actually, we are designed to feed little and often, not large volumes and then sleep for hours. That's, mm-hmm. not, um, that's not how we've... Evolved. evolved. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how we've evolved over the years. Um, We do need to be close to our families. Mm -hmm. We're not designed to be out out in a little crib somewhere in another room Mm -hmm. for hours. We we need our feed often, and we need that closeness Mm -hmm. and reassurance and security. And that's for breastfeeding. How breastfeeding works because that closeness helps that mum make the the milk as well. Mm -hmm. So it all ties in together. But even formula-fed babies, they still need that responsive feeding as well. Their tummies are the same size. They still need little and often. Um, It's I think we've just got a little bit more to go on the education mm. around safe formula feeding as well, haven't we, in the mm. city? Mm. There's, um, we're just thinking about what Caroline was saying about the small stomach size and thinking about the colostrum, the first milk um, that babies have. And colostrum, as we know, is in very, very small amounts, really rich and really full of antibiotics you know, and real natural protective properties for babies. Sure. And Did you want to explain what colostrum is in case the listeners? Very small amounts. Um, it, it's like liquid gold, really. Um, very, very rich, full of antibacterial properties, and it's like a natural um, immunity um, shot, really, for a baby every time they feed. So it really is rich and concentrated, and it really sort of helps to settle, settle them, make them feel sort of, you know, 
at one with their mums when they have that really first early feast that they have when they're first born. And colostrum's present really for probably about a week, maybe a bit longer than that. It never really disappears as the milk starts to mature and develop and starts to get into full um, breastfeeding milk. But colostrum's one not to forget um, because of the protective factors for it. Um, I know in the past when I worked as a midwife, probably over 10 years ago, probably 20 years ago, some mums never used to give colostrum because they thought it was dirty milk. Actually, it's so valuable to give. It's really precious stuff. And you'll find that mums that have babies early, that have premature babies, the nurses in the NATO units and the midwives will get mums to express that valuable milk off because that's what keeps those prem babies going, the colostrum. Um, so it's so important that mums do offer feeds early. As Caroline and Sandra both said, having that closeness with baby and having that um, connection so the baby's not too far away and you sort of meeting those needs, working in response to your baby's needs and to your needs to offer milk as much as possible. You can't put a time on breastfeeding at all. You know, and Sandra said, breastfeeding isn't about just giving milk. It's about comfort. It's about learning about the baby that, you know, that mum's carried for nine months inside her womb, letting it grow naturally. So what she's doing is carrying on with that natural, normal thing around breastfeeding and parenting every single day. She's learning something different from that experience. And the mum's body is amazing. Whatever environment mum and baby are in together, her body is making protective um, substances in her body to pass on to baby so that when they are together and the baby encounters a germ, her, the, the mum, the baby's mum, has produced the um, protective factors for whatever that particular germ happens to be. And the next feed, it will be passed on to baby. So keeping mums and babies together enables the body to really produce what that baby needs to keep the baby safe and protected as well. It's not just food, it's actually almost like a, a medicine in <laughs> itself. It helps protect the baby so much. So we I really think, underestimate yeah, yeah. the value of breast milk. And I think this follows on from what you asked Kathleen about why do mums not breastfeed and I think it's the education and them knowing all these so the belly balls the colostrum the benefits of breastfeeding uh, you know not just about the ones we already know um because there's so much pressures on mums to not breastfeed you know I hear mum saying oh people are saying the baby's always on the breast the baby's constantly feeding the baby's using you as a dummy why don't you give a bottle you must be tired let me do that let me take the baby and give the baby a bottle um well, with that in mind, I'm sorry to cut you there, Sandra, because we're coming to a commercial break and we'll come back and talk more about that. You can see the conversation keeps going on here at Unity FM on Parenting Hour. Uh, we just have a quick commercial break and do join us, inshallah, listeners, after this break. Assalamu alaikum. 